0: Hello, and welcome to episode 31. I'm your host, Molly Jager. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. All right, guys, we have a really fun episode. It's going to be pretty heated today. A little bit of a sensitive topic. It's a hot day, so might as well have a heated topic. <laughs> um, I've been working at this for a little while, trying to figure out exactly how to frame this conversation because I want to offer it to you in a way that you can really hear me out because I'm, um, I want to talk about some current topics in the world today. Some things have happened since I last recorded a podcast uh, last week. Today is uh, Monday, June 27th, 2022 and And I want to talk not so much about the world events and the issues that have come up recently because really there's a lot. There's been a lot and there's no one particular thing, but rather what I want to focus on is how to manage yourself in this time when we have so many potentially stressful events happening around us in the world that we're aware of. And how to you know look and think about your reaction and interaction with that information and yeah, how to deal with it basically. Because it's a lot. And I know that especially initially when things happen, there's there's often, there's been so many things, so many things all over the world that have come up that at the onset of a new piece of news there's a lot of often a lot of distress a lot of kind of immediate emotional overwhelm and then withdrawing because you can't remain in that place forever yet feeling of uh, but it's not resolved yet so what can i do with this big emotion that i still have how do i move forward with my life knowing that I can't sort of tie this neatly up and say that it's done it's been taken care of and that's why I can move on there's so many open-ended issues that are present in our world right now and in our minds that it, it can be a very tricky field to navigate and that's what I want to talk about and I want to say that if the ideas that I offer you today, this is what it is. I'm offering you ideas that you can use as tools, right? So these are idea tools that I incorporate in my life and I find them very, very useful. Sometimes I have to incorporate them intentionally, right? Be very intentional about it. And sometimes they're just present for me. But the ideas that I'm going to be offering you today I really want to invite you to, to know that it's coming from this place of wanting you, wanting for the world, for as many humans as possible to be in a position where they can engage with the world in a way that is purposeful and meaningful to them without feeling like they have are reaching their burnout point. Like they can't do anymore because they're so overtaxed, so maxed out that they can't Contribute, right? Especially, you know, if you want to contribute, whether that is broadly with any big issue in the world or if it's really in your, you know, circle of influence in and around your social circle and people that you are immediately connected with. Wanting to have a a life of uh, purpose, engage in meaningful action is a part of our human nature and also sometimes wanting to be of service, wanting to give is a part of our human nature and can be, if understood kind of in a healthy way, can serve us. Not only serve us, but serve the world or not only serve the people that and the things that we're giving to, but serve us and can be a nurturing, fulfilling, uh, uh, pers- uh, what do I want to say, um, pursuit That's the word, pursuit. But in 2022, it's very quickly overwhelming. (laughs) I don't know if you've noticed. (laughs) I certainly have. And I had some conversations this weekend where it really uh, was coming up for people a lot and I feel like it's such an important thing because here's the other thing, which is that a lot of political and environmental activists and people that are engaged with social justice and econ- economic justice and, um, you know, just human rights around the world, in your neighborhood or around the world, um, it's very it can be very taxing energetically and often uh, people get very burned out and there's a lot of pain. And emotional pain but also a lot of physical pain because that emotional pain isn't processed and it gets stuck and it gets bound up and we end up carrying this intense weight in our mind, in our heart, and in our body. Tool number one. What's really important that serves as a foundation for all of this, well, that... As soon as I say something, I'm like, well, something else could be the foundation. (laughs) There's always a contradiction. There is always a different option. So anyway, that's just the way my brain works. It like cycles back around to all the options all at once. So it's like lucky if I get one idea out (laughs) without stopping myself. So here we go. Uh, So the one possible foundation, one way to look at it is something that I've mentioned a lot before, but here it's really critical, which is to understand that you will have all kinds of thoughts always, but you will continue to have all kinds of thoughts about these situations and about yourself and you will have emotions and you will have sensations in your body. So emotions are kind of like sensations. And in fact, it's really useful to think of thoughts as sensations as well. And after enough practice, you can start to feel your thoughts more like sensations than as thoughts or beliefs, right? Or as a voice. You know, Hearing a voice would be like a sensation, right? It's a sound if you hear your thoughts spoken to you. That's a little digression. But the point is that we have these different aspects to our experience. And it's really incredibly useful to understand that these aspects of your experience are not you. And I'm sure you may have a heard of this non-attachment, this very Buddhist or Zen tradition of non-attachment. And I never understood what that meant or how to utilize that information. It's like, okay, don't attach to like... Anything. What does that even mean? I get it vaguely, but I never knew how to put it into practice in my own life. And the way that you can utilize that knowledge is to know well, to go into your experience and get clear on what your thoughts are, get clear on what your emotions are, get clear on what the sensations are that are mixed up in there with all of those things, and to be able to piece them apart and this is the incredible thing, right? Once you start to get some distance, you realize that you are not those thoughts and you are not those feelings or emotions and you are not those sensations because who is the you that's observing? That's something else, right? So once you have that perspective of the you, being the you, and then observing the aspects of your living self in that moment, then that opens the doorway to playing with or exploring different thoughts and different feelings. And what you then experience is when you try to sort of change out a thought or change out a feeling, you experience the attachment that you have to the current one. You experience it like, ooh, that's not familiar, or ooh, that feels uncomfortable, or... Ooh, I don't know if I'm ready to let that go. I'm still angry about that. (laughs) I don't know if I want to think that's okay. I don't like that, right? You you get to experience your attachment. So feeling the attachment, becoming aware of it, allows you to then explore detaching from it. But in order to do that, you have to go through this process of, of identifying different thoughts and different emotions and sensations, right? And this is something that I can help you with if this is the kind of thing that would happen in a coaching session. Like, let's get really clear together on all the different components that are present. What are you thinking about? And where is this coming from? So we kind of dive into it and the different layers. What are you making that mean? What are you making that mean? And we explore and unearth, Right? That and and then notice the the feelings and the sensations and all these different aspects of it. And when you have a clear sense of that, you're able to approach any situation from that perspective of the observer. Because often what happens is that we personalize our um, engagement with the world or our our standing in the world. We personalize our thoughts so then that can be very quickly conflicting if we have conflicting thoughts. Then we are then inside the conflict. Right? We are inside the struggle. So there's this really interesting Thing that we do right where we end up punishing ourselves on purpose without awareness so we punish ourselves on purpose without awareness meaning that we don't know why we do it but it's something that we be- get in the habit of doing it becomes familiar to us it feels necessary in some way to be in that position of being punished. And I want to offer you, because what you might find is a sense of attachment to suffering. Yeah? An attachment to being sad, to being upset, to being uh, overwhelmed, to being uh, aghast, (laughs) and just feeling... Uh, the injustice, to feeling, to feeling the injustice. If you know injustice exists, we must feel it, the intensity of it. And we are in the, like letting it go, detaching from it feels almost um, like irresponsible, right? If we know there's injustice, then to not feel it would be irresponsible. And I want to offer you that... When you are constantly in this mode of feeling or punishing yourself with the emotion, it is very taxing on your body. It's taxing on your system. And you have a body budget. You have a budget. Lisa Feldman Barrett talks a lot about this. Um, Where you have only so much energy and emotions are... Cost energy. Anger is a very uh, costly emotion to walk around with. There are some emotions that take a lot of energy. And having an emotion over and over and over and over again in your mind and thoughts over and over and over again in your mind weighs on your system literally. It feels like a weight because it is a weight and the more that that is present the less capacity you have to uh, give in the way that you want to be able to give so it's very ironic that the 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 feel of of the need to suffer takes away from our ability to give takes away from our ability to act so it is very important as a tool to have that kind of 360 degrees awareness where you can literally, in a healthy way, compartmentalize. I know compartmentalizing, we think of that as, uh, often as like a negative thing to do, right? Compartmentalize. But it's a very useful tool to be able to see these different aspects of your experience so that you can detach from them, okay? And that allows you movement, space to move, movement, and an open door to move many open doors to move through all right so the second tool i'm going to offer you today is that of the idea that pain is not a bad thing pain in and of in and of itself the existence of pain is not bad and that in fact, pain serves a purpose. And when pain becomes chronic in the body, physical pain, limiting, constricting pain in your body, that whether it's something that flares up from time to time and you have no idea when it's gonna show up or why it does, when it does, or if it's something that's ongoing and you don't know, you know it, when it's gonna stop, Many times pain like this is a result of another pain, a primary pain that, is, that has not been processed in a healthy way. So there's a, there's a resistance, there's a constriction from pain, the original pain that then becomes physical pain. And then it has to kind of, or, or it begins to manifest in that way. But when we resist pain altogether, whether it's emotional, mental, or psychological, or physical, when we resist it, we don't allow for ourselves to respond to it, to hear what is needed, and then to take that action that is, or would be useful to us. We resist it, we block it. We don't know how to deal with it. But if we experience pain, if we allow ourselves to experience different kinds of pain, then we can allow ourselves time to learn how to address it. Now, this is like pain. I'm really talking about pain before it becomes chronic. But even chronic pain gives us that opportunity. Yeah, it's often the thing that allows people to finally address. It's like the the need becomes so great that, okay, I will, I will be present with these other kinds of pain. So if pain is designed to alert our attention, emotional pain is not essentially negative. Emotional pain offers us an opportunity to pay attention to what needs to be processed or what needs to be done, what action needs to be taken, whether that is, self-nourishment, or connection with others, or some kind of action that moves toward alleviating the pain or preventing the s- a similar kind of scenario that occasioned the pain to begin with, right? We can learn from this system or this signal that is part of our biology, that is part of our human experience. So if we consider that possibility, that allows us to feel what we need to feel and to process what we need to process. So pain and suffering are not one in the same. They are different. And one of the pathways to suffering is not allowing pain to move through us in a healthy way. This is not easy, my friends. This is not a simple thing, right? This is big, big stuff here. So um, these are offerings and each time you come to this, each time you get an opportunity to practice these ideas and to put them into action, you will move a little bit forward and it'll be like a step as f- insofar as you can move at that time. I'm in my own process. I continue to explore these ideas and I'm still growing, right? there, I've nowhere reached the end of my growth. Oh my goodness. Heck no. So these are not simple things, but they are wonderful, valuable tools. And just shifting your the way that you think about pain can, again, open up the door to having a different experience with it and therefore... A different outcome so that's number two pain has a purpose all right number three number three is a kind of proposition of an idea that you can try on I find it incredibly valuable and I would say that I got this idea initially from Byron Katie I would trace it back to her and it took me a long time to kind of bring it into my system and get to a place where I was okay with it, where I could understand it from within myself, right? That it didn't kind of continually perplex me. And now I do. I do feel like I have an embodied understanding of it. It makes sense to me on some level. And this is it that there is no right and that there is no wrong that there is no right and that there is no wrong and in order to grasp this it requires that you step into the universal beyond that you that you detach from human constraints of reason that you allow yourself to be a being (laughs) that is beyond the human world in some shape or form. It's like literally here's what I think. I don't know what I need to experience in this world. I don't know what that person needs to experience in this world. I don't know how this world should go. I mean, I... think that i have preferences i would like for there to be no suffering no hunger i would like everybody to feel safe to have their basic needs met and to all get along and love each other and just have a great old freaking time together <laughs> like why not that sounds great let's aim for that right let's aim for just this fest of love and joy and peace Sounds good, right? (laughs) That's what I want. Um, Come to find out not everybody else wants that. I don't know why anybody wouldn't want that, but hey. uh, There's like, what, seven plus billion people on the planet now? So I guess I can understand if somebody would have a different perspective than me. But at the end of the day, I don't know what's right. And I don't know what's wrong. I only know... What makes sense to me and my life and my values and my sense of ethics for myself and for my body and for my interaction and engagement with the world. And I will live from that place as much as I can. And as much as I can, I won't judge anybody else because I don't know what's going on in their life. So I give everyone the benefit of the doubt benefit of the doubt benefit of the doubt that's right this reminds me a little bit of also of um this is one of my favorite um Brene Brown uh, statements or things that she says which is that we're all doing the best that we can in within our own capacity We're all as humans, each one of us doing the best that we can within our own capacity. Like my sense of reality cannot conceive of some of the actions that other people take. I cannot conceive of some of the things and choices that people choose from within my personal reality. And so I allow for that to be an unknown for me. Without hatred, without hatred, here's something really interesting. I said to myself the other day, "I hate to-do lists." and then I had to laugh because it was like, no, I don't hate to-do lists. to-do list is a nothing. to-do list is a thing. What I hate is the feeling that I get when I try to make a do list, a to-do list when I don't know what to do. And I f- start to feel disorganized and regimented. And I don't like those things. I don't hate the to-do list. So the thing that you hate is never, it's never the person. It's never the the thing, the, the law or the fact of something. It's the way that it makes you feel that you hate. You hate feeling powerless. You hate feeling confused like you don't know what to do and you want to do something. You hate the feeling inside you or whatever it is within yourself. You hate the experience that something gives you. And you can change that by shifting your perspective of the situation simply by telling myself that, oh, it's not, simply by becoming aware that it's not the to-do list that I hate I hate these other things. I have, and, the, and then you go deeper. It's not that I hate them. It's that it makes me feel insecure. It's that it makes me feel confused. And then you take ownership of those feelings. I'm feeling, instead of it makes me, it becomes I feel this, I feel that. And then you see how it gets processed so that it becomes something that you can do, that you can practice rather than be at the mercy of. So I'm no longer then at the mercy of my to-do list. Because I can process that from that perspective of the observer. I can process it in a healthy way. That very teeny tiny bit of pain, right? That's pain, but it's very minimal. It's not <laughs> It's not to the max. I can process it and I can move forward with choice. Okay, I've processed that now. Do I want to make a to-do list? Do I want to engage with that? And then I have that freedom to make a choice. And it's coming from this place of being energized. I'm energized. Uh, I'm in a place of power. I'm operating from a place of power and choice in my life. And that is energizing. So it's the same thing when it comes to being active and engaged and socially aware. Yeah? Allow yourself to process those deep, heavy intense emotions without punishing yourself on purpose, allowing that to move through you with awareness. And maybe the awareness is of how you want to feel, like the, how it feels that you need to suffer because you are aware of other people's suffering. Just being aware of that and an acceptance of that and allowing that to pass through you. So there's layers, layers layers. And these are all beginning points to help you frame your perspective, to help you get sort of purchase in your experience rather than being, as I said, at the mercy of it. So, gosh, I hope that you found this useful today, my friends, because we are in a time where so many people are disengaged because they're so overwhelmed and so um, incapacitated in their own mind and body that they can't be engaged. And it's a double-edged sword in so many ways because these are the people that want to be engaged. Right, that want to live a life of meaning and purpose and, and want to be involved in a way that serves the world and also fulfills them. And really this is kind of like the, the deeper purpose for all of the work that I do when I think about the world and the big picture, that the importance of each one of us being able to live live out that contribution, live out our special gifts, our special talents, our unique desires and the way that we want to interact and engage with the world, how that nourishes the world as a whole. So when there are these big things happening in the world, I want to say that there is a fine line between ignorance and healthy distinction between what you're capable of and what you're not capable of i'm not inviting you to turn a blind eye i'm inviting you to take on a perspective that allows you to thrive in spite of everything in the world because it is not in your hands to relieve all suffering it is not in your hands to ensure that every person and every tree and every plant and animal (laughs) is safe. We are all part of this big mixture. We're all doing the best that we can with what we have. It is vital that you nourish yourself in order to be able to participate. Part of the way that you can nourish yourself is to experience all the joy that you can, all the love, all the connection, all the self-compassion, and accept yourself and the, the pain that you experience, the sadness, the grief, and allow it to move through you. That's how you can contribute. When I experienced a couple of um, the big events over the last few weeks that have happened, what I experienced was a day of grief in myself where I didn't know what to do or how to operate. This is normal. Please allow yourself the opportunity to grieve when these things arise in your circle. When you read something, when you hear something, when you become informed of something. Do allow yourself to experience that grief, but do allow yourself to move through it and lean into the sunshine. Lean into the joy and find joy because that is your fuel and it is as useful to the world as your ability to process grief. Thank you so much for joining me today. I so care about you. If you want my support, please reach out. I'd love to support you. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you soon. Thanks for joining me today. I so love sharing this space with you and I want you to know that even though it's likely we've never met, I think about you and I genuinely cherish you. If you enjoyed today's episode, Please leave me a review. Share on the socials, share with your friends, your family, and let's spread the empowerment. I want to let you know that I'm going to be embarking on a new program in August, which is exciting. But the reason I'm telling you about it today is because it means there is a time limit for when I can accept new clients because I'll be very busy with that other program. So, If you've been on the fence and not sure, now is the time to reach out to me because now and for a while is the last time I'll be accepting one-on-one clients. So I highly recommend that you reach out to me. We will have a conversation and find out if this is something that will work for you, if this is something uh, that you actually want. And it's a simple conversation with no obligation. I don't work with anybody unless I am 100% sure that I can help them. So check the show notes for the links for how to reach out to me. You can always simply go to my website and fill out the contact form at www.movetonourish.com. That's move-t-o-nourish.com, And you can find me on all the socials, Facebook, Facebook, and Instagram, well, I should not all the socials, just Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Those are all the socials in my world. And of course, you can also reach me via email. So many ways. So if you are ready to get freedom from chronic pain, from pain flares, back pain, neck pain, TMJ, migraines, fibromyalgia, all these things, if you are ready to dive deep Now is the time. Dive deep and come out more powerful, more clear, more you on the other side. Let's do it. Let's thrive together.